0: We take a look back at the Auburn Tigers regular season on this live edition of the Up Tempo podcast. You are now listening to The War Report Podcast Network.
1: Let's go, man. What's up, what's up, what's
0: up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Tonight, we're going to do some grades, man, pass out some awards, take a look back and talk about what we liked, maybe what we didn't like of this 2023 Auburn Tigers regular season, man. Hugh Freeze's first season on the Plains. How are you tonight, Blake?
1: What is up, up tempo family? What's up, Dustin? Glad to be here, man. Um, you know, looking back at the season, uh, year one, to a bowl game um and and look i'm i'm excited uh, i know things didn't go the way we planned the last couple weeks of the season but i'm i'm feeling this recruiting i'm feeling us uh not giving up on guys us flipping cam coleman and perry thompson putting in work on the trail and you know g- going and getting these guys out of florida and not giving up on an lj mccray and i mean man there's a lot of positivity around this program right now, and, and you know, I just kind of, like, push the win and loss record aside. And uh, the loss to New Mexico State, I kind of pushed that aside right now, and I'm looking bigger picture uh, towards the future of Auburn football. And, you know, that's what I kind of wanted to, to tell our fans and the Auburn fan base is, you know, yeah, we did get beat by three scores by New Mexico State. It happened, and it sucked. All right, and we did give up a fourth and thirty-one to Alabama, and they did beat Georgia and get into the playoffs. That made it sting a little bit more, right? But you know, you're sitting right here in the, at the top ten in the in the two thousand and twenty-four recruiting rankings, man. And if you get a couple more of these guys, you could get into the top six uh, of of. The recruiting class, man, and and when you start really breaking that down, Dustin, and who makes the playoffs year in and year out, it's the guys that and within the top eight recruiting classes, man, and you see this thing expanding to to twelve teams next year, and you really start to like Auburn's chances, brother, and and I just got to be excited, you know, and uh, I posted on Twitter, I said, man, I said, I you know I always wanted a coach that's got two phones. And you know, part of that was because I'm tired of hearing the, you know, the 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 jokes about our head coach and everything about him and his days at Ole Miss and what he did there. But um, it just kind of reminds me of you know that that Kevin Gates mentality, man. That work hard, that grind, that work ethic, you know, and uh, and I, I feel like we got that, Dustin. So uh, I'm excited, man. I, I'm I'm ready tonight to look at this year. Uh, in review and and just go over all the the coaching uh, positions and what coaches did their jobs and what players stepped up to the plate to help the Auburn Tigers. Uh, I I think this is going to be a fun live episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. We want y'all to hop in and give us y'all's opinions as well. Let's get over here and look at the comments, man. Say hello to everybody. Our guy, Ray Snow, says, War Eagle, up tempo family. Love y'all's content. I live not too far from you guys in Crestview, Florida. Yeah. Hey, love that, man. Growing community out there in Crestview, home of the Bulldogs. Appreciate you for joining us, Ray. Uh, let's see. Pop back up here. Justin Thomas. Good afternoon, Justin. Justin says, KJ Bolden on Flipwatch. You damn right he is, baby. <laughs> yes, he is, man. Stay tuned for that one. We're gonna have more uh plenty of res- recruiting stuff coming out here in the next couple of days. I got James popping up up what's up, fellas. What's up, James? Good evening to you, buddy. Teresa's good to see you as well. Yeah. Everybody popping in. Chris, Chris, good evening, man. Nice oh, to see Chris. you. Chris. Yeah, man. Our usual is everybody. We appreciate you guys. We love y'all. You already know that. So we're gonna hop over here and we're gonna get it started, Blake, passing out some awards. <laughs> all right. I wanted to get started with the young cats, Blake, freshman of the year. Okay, so I put out I put this on Twitter uh, about a week ago. I put this one out. It received 143 votes. And of the 143 votes, uh, the people, Connor Liu was actually the winner at 45 percent. Keldrick fought close at 43 percent. and then Kay and Lee and Jeremiah Cobb split the remaining 12 percent. Um, with you know, 6% each there. So Blake, the people voting Connor Lou and we would love for you guys to get uh if you didn't put in that Twitter vote, get in the comments now and give us your vote for freshman of the year. Uh Blake, who are you voting for here and tell us why?
1: Hey, good for the Auburn fans, man. Good for the Auburn fans, Connor Lou. you know, I even text you, Dustin, when you when you sent it to me and asked me I was like, man, I feel like Keldrick's going to win it, right? But I kind of feel like Connor would, if he would have had a whole year's work uh, that he would have been able to put together, but good for Connor Lou, good for the Auburn fans, man. I'm going Connor Lou here, him stepping in. uh, And, and from what he did uh, from down the stretch for Auburn, you know, Auburn was dealing with, with bad snaps. All right. And, and I hate it for Avery Jones, you know, and him going down and getting hurt and everything and, uh, but Connor Lou is the future, man. Uh, Avery was getting beat. Connor Lou comes in, remind you 17 years old, man. Like, yeah. you know, he was playing high school ball last year and this guy uh, isn't afraid of the moment. Uh, went into hostile environments, got his feet wet as a true freshman uh, delivered at the center position. Uh, he He's just, he's that guy, Dustin. And, um, you know, I, I love what Keldrick did on the other side of the ball, right? Uh, Good for him, not taking anything away from him. But I talk about the excitement uh, for the Auburn fan base, and when you look at a guy uh, like Connor Lou on the offensive line, a place where Auburn has struggled, uh, and I just think him being able to anchor that position down for years to come is a bright spot. Mm-hmm. uh for this roster for this coaching staff uh you know i mean dude the guy's gonna play on sundays he's hes gonna play on sundays and when that happens i think in the future uh we're gonna be able to use him and say hey look why not come play offensive line at auburn Good this point. kid he played as a freshman and now he's in the league i think it's a bright spot man and um You know, I I know we're going to have to hit the portal hard for offensive linemen, but why not play next to Connor Lou, man? Why not not transfer to Auburn and play next to the kid? He's a bright spot, um, and and it's only going to get brighter, Dustin.
0: He's a beast, man. Like, I knew – you know how high I was on him coming in, but I, I knew how strong he was, and I was even taken back about how strong he was this quick. I mean, just already moving, like, junior, senior SEC mm-hmm. defensive tackles. The young man had a day at Arkansas, and I know that we had a day at Arkansas, period. But, <laughs> uh, look, he – you know, I love Conor Lou. Like you said, for the next two years at least, you have that spot locked up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if situations happen, you know, this is a good thing about a guy like Conor Lou, where – let's say that you have some injuries down the line and maybe you have a guy that's more comfortable playing. Maybe the, the guy that you have, you know, we'll see how the roster shakes out. But maybe the, you have a guy that can play some center, but it's not comfortable in other positions. You can slide Lou out. There's a ton of things that you can do with him. Uh, You know, cause he was playing guard at the beginning of the season, getting in there, getting some reps at guard. That's how good he is. He was pushing for reps, even at center uh, being a center. He was pushing for reps at guard. They're like, we just got to find a way to get this kid in the rotation. So yeah, super exciting, man. But, my vote here, and I feel the I feel it being forty five to forty three. It's it's tight. I'm going Keldrick based off of just the snaps they had to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Connor. It, it makes me feel good actually. That that kind of the way it happened for Connor. Like, okay, we know you can step in at a moment's notice and be ready to go. He stepped in in that old Miss game, and there was no drop off. It actually improved, and then from that week on, it, it really improved. So. Really, really love what Connor did, but I'm going to give a slight edge to Keldrick because he had to go from week one. And as the season went on, I felt like Keldrick got better. And I feel like by about week seven to week eight, I mean, I know that Rocket Sanders was hurt, but him chasing down Rocket Sanders behind that <laughs> line of scrimmage and, and tackling him there on the outside, man, that just kind of showed you what he is. Keldrick put on some weight, so they've kind of had to move him inside. He came in, they were thinking about edge rusher, then you moved him to, to to the end, and he's still playing some at the end. He's even kind of moved some inside. So, again, a versatile guy on the defensive line that you can do a tons of thing with, a freshman that had to play a lot of reps. I've already given the example a couple times of him getting hurt in the Iron Bowl and getting a grand total of one playoff where he had to get back out there. Just we had to call his number a whole lot this year. He had to play a lot lot more reps than we probably wanted to, than the staff probably wanted him to play. And I just thought that Keldrick showed up. Tons of potential, tons of flash. I'm super excited for his next two years at all because I do think that uh, he's got two years and he'll be off the league because pass rushers are at a premium in the NFL. You will get paid if you got that skill set, and I think he's going to take a big jump uh, next year. But he showed us he showed us that he was that guy this year. So I'm gonna give the slide edge shield to uh, to Keldrick, and then our other two guys, Blake. I don't want to like not give him a shout out. Kay and Lee, you said it a couple episodes ago, Blake. That uh, guarding a wide receiver in today's age in football. It's one of the hardest things to do in sports. I mean, it's up there, right? It's up there with hitting the baseball. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so Kay and Lee to come in as a true freshman and hold it down, guarding top-notch athletes in the SEC, super impressive. And then Jeremiah Cobb, we only got to see the flashes, but the boy (laughs) looks nasty with the ball in his – he looks nasty with the ball in his hands.
1: Yeah, he does. He's so good. He's going to be so good, man. Uh, I felt like we should have utilized him a little bit more. Uh, in the screen game, especially. Uh, but, you know, I know Hughes got big plans for him. And, uh, you know, him and Damari, I think that's going to be a two-headed monster. Mm-hmm. And as far as and man, like, like, elite talent. Uh, he's going to be another DB that is going to play on Sundays uh, from Auburn University. Uh, the kid is going to be special. And, like, any <laughs> time you're a true freshman and you step in the SEC – uh, and and you're out there on an island at DB, man, uh, you're special. So, yeah, dude, Kay and Lee, he's a dog, and he'll be back next year for us. So.
0: Yeah, before we get to this next one, I want to get some of y'all guys' comments. Justin says, was Burton considered a freshman? I'm assuming you're talking about Caleb Burton. This is your guy, Blake, redshirt freshman, right,
1: redshirt? Yeah, yeah. He, he was at Ohio State for a year, couldn't get on the field, uh, redshirted and hit the portal.
0: Yeah. And Justin pops in and says, Connor, Lou is that dude. James echoes that sentiment saying, Connor, who is that dude? Bug asking, Wasn't Lou the first freshman at center since Freestyle's Mukes. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. All right, hitting over here to the next one, Blake. Uh, this one's, you know, off top, this one seems like it was kind of easy. But the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe not so much. Now, I didn't put this one out, so I want to get you guys comments on here. Special teams MVP. And look, it seems like, and, and McPherson's been getting snubbed. He got snubbed again today with the all SEC list, in my opinion. Uh, but that guy, Oscar Chapman, got called upon a lot. And I think he did his job a whole lot. And it's a it field goal kicking sexier than punting for whatever that's worth. So I feel like it's easy to look, just look at McPherson being perfect. So I'm going McPherson here because being perfect, you know, your first full year as, as a starting kicker in the SEC, that's extremely tough. But man, this is close in my opinion, Blake, because Oscar <laughs> Chapman did his damn job.
1: Dude, what what a weapon he was, right? Um dude dude was how I many how many times did we go into a preview episode and say, you know, this Oscar Chapman guy, he could <laughs> save us in this game, you know. And he did.
0: Uh, With our man. defense, we knew the game plan and he did.
1: Yeah, and uh but man, McPherson, like incredible dude like incredible uh was it the AM game uh, it was a game early in the season I, I think it was the AM game where he come in and it was like from 50 and he just hammered at home um I can't remember which game it was I, I think AM. and m
0: uh, well, he did it a couple times yeah
1: <laughs> but I mean dude he's special and uh it kind of it kind of pisses me off that he gets snubbed the way he does because uh, I've just come to the realization that these awards and everything, it's just a popularity contest, man. It's it, There's no way he was beating out Will Reichard. He's been there longer. Uh, he plays at the University of Alabama, mm-hmm. and no matter what Baby McPherson did, he wasn't beating him out, period. Reichard could have missed – Two field goals Saturday. Uh, He missed one in Jordan Hare. He could have missed a a couple more, and it still wouldn't have mattered. So, um, you know, it's just a popularity contest. But as far as this team, I also want to throw Keontae Scott in there, too. Yeah, we do have
0: uh, Justin Thomas put his vote in for Keontae Scott, and I do think that's worth mentioning.
1: Yeah, because uh, if Keontae is back there in that Iron Bowl, Alabama's not in the college football playoff, and Florida State's all happy. So, yeah, I had a sore subject, sore subject. But, uh, yeah, man, Keontae, it, it it just showed how big of a piece and how valuable, you know, we talk MVP, how valuable he truly was uh, at that punt return uh, position. So, Keontae could get a lot of votes, man, but uh, McPherson – And just having him for a couple more years, I think that's big time. And, uh, you know, look, the dude knows how to do it. The reason why I didn't really worry about him, Dustin, coming into the year is because of the success that his brother's having right now in the NFL. And we have two brothers in the NFL. Oh, oh, Anders, 48-yarder the other night. All right, good for him, man. Um, But – you know, you usually, a, a guy like that, man, he looks up to his older brother and he usually follows the same work ethic. Uh, so I wasn't worried about him one bit and I'm glad he had a hell of a year. Yeah, for sure. So
0: uh, Keontae, I agree with y'all on Keontae. Definitely, definitely worth mentioning. And, and I was surprised that Batey never uh took one back because especially there, the first six, seven games of the year, he was really busting them. But it always seems like we had, we always had a penalty. So, mm-hmm. um, but I thought we had a good year overall on special teams. I thought it was a strength of the team. And, we needed it, right? You're 6-6. Six and six, You barely make a bowl game, so uh, you definitely need those special teams. But they they could, they knew the assignment of some of these games, and they played well uh, paired with the defense. And then everybody getting in. Uh, Ant says McPherson. James says McPherson. Bug Mac says McPherson. Connie, how you doing, Connie? Connie says Alex, but you're right about Oscar, Dustin. All right, yeah. So, now, Blake, here's one. Uh, this one's going to be – I'm interested to see what you got on this one here. Offensive MVP. MVP of the offense. I'm gonna go ahead and get mine out of the way first here. Uh I this was the one where I'm going with uh boy, I'm gonna go with Connor Lou. Um I'm gonna go with Connor Lou. I just think that the offense looked a whole lot better. Um a whole looked a whole lot better under when he was under center. And there's not – it's a tough year for us on offense. I think that the obvious answer here could be either Jarquez, Ravado getting, what, second team, um, all SEC. But, yeah, I like to look up front. I think that that has been a huge issue for us in these last couple of years. And I think that we ran – the way we ran the ball, especially in that three-game winning streak, I think that that was a direct correlation between Connor Liu being a center. Shout-out to Gunnar Britton. He got a lot better as the season went on as well, kind of found his groove. But, yeah, man, uh, for all the reasons that y'all talked about, that you gave Connor Lou freshman, uh, freshman of the Year, I'm going to give him the offensive MVP because only playing half the season because I just think that he made that much of an impact. I really do. Mm.
1: I like it. That's spicy. I like that. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of people might be thinking I'm taking the easy road here, but – Um, I'm going to take Jarquez, man. And and the reason I'm going to take Jarquez is because of uh, everything he went through at the beginning of the year. And then he comes back and, you know, people are saying that he's lost a step. He doesn't look game ready. Uh, And then, man, he really turned it on in the back half of the season. And uh, I don't know if we have the success that we do without Jarquez Hunter and he just had his days, man, where you you get 27 the football. And I felt like that was kind of our downfall in the New Mexico State game is Jarquez only touched the football eight times. And I just – I don't know how that happens. Like, I, I try to go back and look at some of that game and just say, you know, why didn't Jarquez get the football there? But – uh the Vanderbilt game, uh, you, I mean, it just kind of started there for real. Like, he just hit another level, man. And, and part of that is because of, of what you mentioned, Connor Liu, right? And that offensive line. And, you know, I, I know the offensive line had their woes this year at, at times, but as an Auburn fan, you got to be excited about the progression that this staff made in the trenches at offensive line. I know it wasn't great all year. But man, it wasn't nowhere near as bad as what we've seen. All right. And I, I I think if Jarquez comes back, Dustin, things could get weird, man. Things could get weird for this Auburn offense. And and um if you have your MVP come back and and just the running back room and the way it is, you know, I wonder if that's why Fat decommitted and he's looking at Missouri now is, did they tell him like, hey, man, you know, Quez is thinking about coming back. You know, we're not going to take a running back this year. Uh, We're going to focus on Alvin Henderson in in the 25 class. So uh, I'll go with Jarquez, man. Uh, I think he means the world to Auburn. He loves Auburn. And uh, he's just a special player when the ball's in his hands.
0: Yeah, he got hot and we started winning. That, yeah, this says enough right there. Ant says Quez or Bati. I like that. And then mm-hmm. uh, Scott Chapman came, came, pops in and says, he didn't get it as much because we only had 28 minutes of offensive play time. Talking about the New Mexico State game. Yeah, the New uh, Mexico State just.
1: Yeah, it was controlled. a bad day.
0: Yeah, they controlled the clock the entire time. That's a big part of that game for sure. All right, getting over here to Assistant Coach of the Year. This one's probably the most interesting one to me. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this one, and I enjoyed looking at everybody's responses in the poll. So I put the poll out. Blake got 221 votes, 32% for Zach Etheridge, 27% for Coach Caddy, 25% for Josh Aldrich, and 16% for uh, Jake Thornton. And I didn't put Jeremy Garrett on there, but I do think that Jeremy Garrett did a good job with what he was given. But I just kind of put on what I thought were the four best units on the team this year. So 32% for Zach, 27% for Caddy, 25% for Josh Aldridge, and 16% for Jake Thornton. Who gets your vote, Blake? And everybody, give us your thoughts in the comments for the assistant coach of the year.
1: How is it not Josh Aldridge? How is it not? I, I know we love Zach. I know we love Caddy, two of my favorites, all right? Living legends with the (laughs) AU on the side of the helmet. But how is it not Josh Aldridge? My man took Eugene Asante and made him a guy, all right? Made him into an NFL prospect. Eugene, an absolute dog. He ate in that system. He brought – look, say what you want to about Cam Riley. There was a a couple balls that he should have picked off that we might have won a couple games with, all right? But my buddy, he improved, all right? My dad's calling, probably wanting to talk about Auburn football. Uh, but he improved. Live, pops. Yeah, Cam Riley <laughs> off the edge, man. Uh, he, 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 he got the best out of Cam Riley, you know? Yeah. Um, Austin Keys, go back and watch the first game against UMass with Austin Keys. Tell me you didn't see the progress being made, Dustin. Show me Show me. he brought the best out of these linebackers. And this is one of the most just thin <laughs> groups, uh, one of the most criticized groups that we had in the preseason coming into this year. We, I mean, we basically just kind of chalked it at linebacker, right?
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, we pretty much just said, hey, look, we're not going to be good at linebacker. Like, it's just not there. It's not there. There's nothing that we see there. And then all of a sudden you start hearing guys like Eugene and you hear Hugh. Hugh's like, man, we can't keep this dude off the field. Like, how is he not on the field last year? All right. Um, You start hearing about Austin Keys. You start hearing Larry Nixon and and his uh, senior leadership. And and, uh, it's just I don't know how, um, you know, we as a fan base – can't give this this award. I mean, is it really? It's it's the up tempo award, but right. um, it's got to be Coach Alders, man. And and you see him now, the portal's open, people, and he's on the trail. All right, he's he's got he's got OVS coming to campus. All right? His
0: recruiting hall, his recruiting hall in this class <laughs> is unreal. He,
1: he, he he's 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 coming. All right, he's got them coming through the portal. The recruiting, like Dustin just said he's he's out of his mind right now the guy can coach the guy can recruit the guy can go get it done in the portal hell of a job to him uh look not taking anything away from zach we know that he look it just come out the other day that he's interviewing for a job he didn't get that job uh but we know that he's going to be a coach somewhere all right and uh we know what he's done with the Auburn secondary, and the way he recruits, and the way he attacks the portal, and and uh, if if next year's our last year without him, or this year was our last year uh, with him, you know, it's it's uh, it, I think it's a pleasure for him and his family if he does get a if he does get a job uh, somewhere at a at a G five school, man, I mean, good for him. I'm I'm proud of him, and he deserves it. He deserves it, and so uh, this whole coaching staff, man, I was I was pleased with the entire staff for real. Um, you know, I, I mean, there was just spots. Like like you mentioned, D-line. Like Coach Garrett, he didn't have a lot to work with. Like the depth wasn't there, man. And, uh, you know, I feel like Marcus Harris got even better, and then I look on the Internet today, and he gets freaking snubbed on the SEC first and second team. So get the bad. hell out of here, man. Worse. Yeah, get out of here, dude. Like I said, popularity contest, mm-hmm. end of story. Um, but yeah, man, kudos to these Auburn coaches. A uh, hell of a job this year.
0: Yeah, Marcus got snubbed so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of this looking at the fan vote, Blake, is just love for Zach and love for yeah. Caddy, right? Uh, and look, they did a great job this year, but just going into the season, I think that their rooms started off better than a lot of the other. I mean, that's what the two. Those were the two rooms we were looking at the most saying, hey, these these are the rooms that we're stacked at. We're stacked at running back. We're stacked in the secondary. We had veterans that we could count on there. Josh just had nothing to work with, man. I mean, we were we were looking at linebacker room as it being the biggest concern, really, or one of coming into the season. And a guy like uh, – we saw a lot of portal guys, especially guys that come from a group of five, not worked out. I think that Josh Alvers got the very best out of Larry Nixon. And there were a couple games there in the middle of the season – where Larry Nixon and Eugene Asante were the only linebackers we had that could really that were worthy of getting reps, and they had to stay on the field the entire time. And uh, so I just think that the the job that Josh did with what he had to work with, and looking at the guys, uh, their improvement like they got better as the season went on. I mean Eugene's the obvious example here. A guy that didn't even play last year mm. comes out and is one of the best players on the team. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it's, it's John Staubridge. I just want to shout out Jeremy Garrett. I think he did a good job with what he had to work with. Uh, I think that really the majority – I mean, Jake Thornton. Uh, Jake, <laughs> look, we're not going to get on the big recruiting thing tonight, but everyone knows how we, we our lack of recruiting in the offensive line Look at the guys that we plugged in from the portal. They're a group of five guys. I think that uh, the offensive line, as the season went on, got better. You had to play a true freshman at center. You had to plug in group of five guys. So I think that Jake did a good job in getting the most out of the unit. And I thought that his guys got better as the season went on. So I think that a lot of – when you look at our staff as a whole, I think that a lot of guys did better. It's hard to judge a guy like Marcus Davis because he just didn't have anything right. Um but yeah, for me, it's I'm gonna give this one to Josh Aldridge. I think that just uh just sticking to on the field, he's done a hell of a job recruiting, but on the field, Josh was mm-hmm. did a great job this year and got the most out of a very thin room. Let's get you guys' comments. Bug Mac says Josh Aldridge all the way, most improved unit by a mile. I agree with you. Our boy Chris Cosby saying Aldridge. Brad Browning saying don't forget the spring game, the defense looked horrid, particularly that room. They came a long way. It's a very good point, brother. Scott Chapman says they look night and day after Mississippi State, they came alive. Kind of seemed like the whole team came alive that week. I think Coach Freeze got in some people's face that week <laughs> at practice and said it's time for some things to change. Our last one, Blake, our MVP of the season. So I put this one up, and where do I have it? Okay, 213 votes. Mm-hmm. Eugene ran away with this one. Eugene got 37%. Jalen got 29%. Marcus got 24%. So and then Quez got nine percent. I feel like I had to throw in somebody on offense there, but obviously the the MVP this year was coming from the uh, coming from the defensive side. So MVP of the twenty three season, the fan vote goes thirty seven percent. Eugene Jalen in at twenty nine. Blake, your thoughts? Do you disagree with the fans?
1: No, I feel I feel like you could have thrown Marcus Harris in there as well. Um Yeah,
0: yeah, he finished third with twenty four percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like you could have, those three dudes, um, you know, I'm, I'm partial to simp. You know how mm-hmm. I feel about simp. Uh, that's my guy, um, playing in the bowl game, by the way. Um, proud of, proud of the dudes for hanging around. Right. Yeah, um, sure. that's, that's big, man. The, the, like that's big on me. I know, I know I'm a little off topic here, but that's big on me. Uh them sticking around and, and playing in the bowl game like that that matters you know um, I th- I think young guys can look at that and and uh, and learn from that you know grow on that because I feel like we're in the day and age of everything's about money and it's oh I'm off to the NFL or I'm off to the Senior Bowl because I want to go get my bag and you know I don't want to get hurt and, you know whatever uh, and these dudes. They're playing, man. Like, uh, Bo Nix playing. Kayla Williams not playing. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I just, I feel some type of way about it. I, I feel yeah. like you, you owe it to your boys, man. Football's a brotherhood, dog. Like, when you get into the locker room, like, them are your, them are your brothers. Like, like, there's blood, sweat, and tears that are shed. And, um, and I feel like you owe it to them to play that final game. And, uh, but, look, MVP on defense, uh, or, or MVP of the 2023 season, uh, in my opinion, it's Eugene Asante. Um, I feel like the, the Auburn fans got this one right. And the reason I say this is because uh, it started at Cal. It started at Cal. We lose that game without Eugene. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, like sure. the, the performance he had that night was absolutely – filthy um i feel like he never stopped throughout the season i feel like he continuously brought it uh, even in nights where like in baton rouge where we just we couldn't compete that night we 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 just didn't have the we didn't have the depth we didn't have the guys uh even though he couldn't keep up with Jaden daniels he still brought it bro. like right. you know um and i feel like he was the guy that brought it week in and week out Simp, he's right there, man. Like the move from from corner to safety, uh, you know, he struggled in man at, at corner. And um, he went to safety, and that allowed him to roam around the field a little bit and, and make plays a little bit more freely. And uh, I, f- I feel like he found a true home on the football field. And he was a playmaker for Auburn. Like that Georgia game sticks out to me. I know I messaged this the other day and was like, hey, you know, is there some plays that stick out to you on the season? I was like, man, Simp's pick against Georgia was one of the most athletic plays I've seen in a minute. Like, it's incredible. Like, it should be on every highlight tape Auburn had this year. Um, And and not only just – let's go off the field for Simp, man. Like, the things he does in the community and for the people of Auburn, Is, I mean, he's just true Auburn. Like he's an Auburn man, and uh, that's why I preach so much about Simp and looking back in ten years and remembering who thirty six was as a man, not just a football player, but as a man. um, I I feel like he he's something that I would want my kid to grow up and be like. Like that's how I would want Levi to be. That's how I would want Levi to carry himself. Uh, And then I look at Marcus Harris, man, a, a group that. Hey, they're just they're thin, they're not very good, they're not gonna be able to stop the run, they're not gonna be able to get get pressure on the quarterback. And I feel like Marcus Harris answered the bell every single week, man. Uh got a nose for the football. He just he makes plays over and over and over. Um a team leader, me and you know that. We heard some things throughout mm. the season where you know, he, yeah. uh, I'm telling you right now, there was some he things. Cares. He cares. And, and he said, hey, this is how it's going to be, okay? I I don't work my ass off to to go out like that. And so uh, I, I feel like it could have been him. But, man, Eugene gets my vote. Um, what a special player. What a special player. And I'll tell you this, everything that Eugene Asante has been through, uh, his dad passed away last year for those of who don't know, um, and he got – like he asked to get put on the scout team because he was going through life and the struggles. And life sucks sometimes, man. It's not always fair. Um, but for him to persevere and bounce back this year and be a team leader and uh, just make play after play, week in and week out for the Auburn Tigers and Josh Aldridge and that defense, man, um, uh, I just – I can't say any more about him. He, he's just A-plus, dude.
0: Yeah. So, Eugene gets my vote as well. Great stuff there, Blake. Um, Yeah, Marcus and Simp, two guys that are going to be building blocks. They're going to be pillars for when we look back at this and say, hey, when that culture change happened, I promise you – those two guys right there, Simp and Marcus, they really care. Um, and then but I'm gonna go with Eugene here. Eugene had 84 tackles, 52 solo, eight and a half tackles for loss with five sacks, and then he had the fumble recovery for a touchdown versus AM. Uh so yeah, Eugene just balled and and like you said about Marcus answering the bell, which he did and, and Samp, uh Simp did as well. Uh Eugene did every time. And there was a couple of times where he kind of got banged up and he was right back out there. Uh, he knew that we had to have him on defense. His defense would have fell apart without Eugene. Uh, to bring the energy every single week, there are times when that locker room, it could have went south, you know, looking at that four-game losing streak, and a guy like Eugene bringing, the, bringing that energy, you know, that less work, continue to bring that mentality every single week. I think that was just a big part of uh, this team ultimately. Finding a little success there, winning those three games, getting out of that four-game slump, and this defense being the best unit on this team, being kind of led by Eugene, the example that he set. And then, like you said, dude, Going from scout team last year, losing your dad. I mean, everybody out there, know, you, know, you know how much your dad means to you. can't imagine what that would be like to stay mm-hmm. focused and have to play college football. Uh, big bounce back year for him. I'm glad that he was able to see some success. And uh, I think the next year he's going to be, you know, a leader on this team, somebody that we're really going to uh, to count on. And uh, so really, really excited for that young man and excited for his future and that he was able to put some put some film out there and show what he was about and it really kind of makes you look at that the this last year's situation just be like, boy, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what y'all were what y'all were doing especially when you look at how our linebackers played two thousand twenty two it's like y'all couldn't have found a spot for this guy man, but hey look maybe maybe it was his personal issues you know i wasn't i wasn't around the program i don't mm-hmm. i i don't know like before we get in here, man, we're going to grade the O.C., the D.C., and give a grade on Coach Hugh Freeze this season. And I want to stress that these are on the field. This is not recruiting because then you just kind of gets colluded, right, because uh, Hugh yeah. Freeze is doing an A-plus job in recruiting, so there's really no other – there's no reason to even debate that. He's killing the game. So our grades on these guys coming up will be on the field. Before we get there, Blake, talk to the people about the memberships, which – we are getting back healthy, and we are ready to crank back out our uh, our membership content. Man, let me get this banner off the screen and pull this one up for you guys. Bang, bang.
1: Yeah, uh, if, if you're interested in becoming a, mentor, uh, a member, you can uh, get that JV squad for three ninety nine a month, as you can see right there. Uh, for the ones on audio only, members only live chat, member shout outs, uh, priority reply to comments, look. We will get to those comments. Uh, the Super Chats, we'll get to those as well. Uh, we appreciate anybody and everybody who uh, sends the Super Chats. Uh, early access to videos, I have just now discovered that uh, there is a new option on YouTube uploading the video for early access. So they kind of changed it up a little bit on me, and uh, we will get that going for all the members there, So you can watch the videos a little bit earlier than the public. So uh, if you're interested in the $5.99 a month package, Varsity Squad, uh, this is the recruiting update videos. Dustin really goes in on these videos, y'all. He does a great job. I'm in there sometimes, but uh, Dustin is hammering the recruiting content. So uh, he follows follows 24-7, 365. He does a great job. Uh, We have a game day group chat, y'all. Look, it's growing every day. It is growing every day. We're up what do we got in there Dustin almost
0: about what? a dozen yeah we're yeah a dozen. about
1: 12 15 people something like that um and, and we have fun man even on game days like non-game days we still chat so uh it's a great time and, and we got some watch the film coming out um Auburn baseball we're we're gonna try to do some basketball and stuff uh I feel like we uh we're just scratching the surface there and uh and the game play with you man when ncaa football comes out hmm. that is going to be the freaking move, dude like i'm telling you we're going to have so much fun with that uh, if you play xbox i'm an xbox guy uh dustin's an xbox guy so uh just send us over your gamer tags and and we'll get in there and we can uh we can grind the sticks man i know that that ncaa game coming out in the summer that's gonna be a blast, dude! Can't wait.
0: Yeah, it'll consume it'll consume the majority of my time. That's that is for sure, bro. Yeah, recruiting video coming back out for you guys tomorrow. I will do an updated one, and uh, that one's gonna be put out for the JV and the varsity. Since it has been a couple of weeks since we've been able to do one for any of you guys, uh, like you know, you guys know, man, a lot of medical stuff going on behind the scenes here. But uh, feeling better, man. Get ready to get back on that horse and uh, pump that stuff out for you guys. So be on the lookout for that sometime tomorrow in your feed. And we appreciate all you guys, man, because y'all keep the lights on here. And uh, we love y'all for that. Now, Blake, let's go over here. This one to be fun, man. OCDC. This is on the field. This is not recruiting. And I want letter grade. We'll start with Philip Montgomery.
1: Letter grade. Z. Um, <laughs> like F. Uh, I'm not a fan. Um, I'm you know, I'm not trying to be cruel or anything, but uh, I don't even consider it in the alphabet. So I just I wasn't a fan man, and and I felt like the only time the offense started clicking was when Hugh took control of it. and I feel like we could all tell that in press conferences and uh, i don't i don't i'm I'm just not I'm not on the the Philip Montgomery play calling train. I might be on the quarterback. Uh, him as a quarterback coach and a quarterback guru, and you know, I, like I might be on that train, but as far as a play caller, I don't know if I'm there. Um, Ron Roberts, I give him a B. All right, um, just because of just because of what he had to work with, uh, being very very thin up front, not having elite uh, edge rushers. Um, you know, having to work with Keldrick Falk, a freshman, having to play, man, early. Um, your your linebacking core, like we talked to, was so thin. Um, you know, your secondary was really the meat and potatoes, the back end. And, uh, you know, I felt like the secondary did their job, but it's, it's hard on the secondary sometimes when, you know, you can't get no pass rush and, uh, you know, people are, oh, DJ James did this, you know. I mean, how is – you know Evan Stewart getting so open and everything. I'm like, well, you know he's getting so open because DJ's having to cover him for eight seconds. You know, I mean, like, um, but as far as like the the blitzing and and bringing guys, the safety blitz and the nickel blitz and all of that, um, I feel I feel like Ron did a great job except the last play in the Iron Bowl. Mm. Um, watched the NFL game the other night, Packers chiefs chiefs were what they were from the 30 30 35 uh, and packers brought four and they said hey there's no way we're letting mahomes stand back here you can't and uh and letting him get you know get rid of this football um and uh you know that was it that was my only that was my only thing with ron man was that one play other than that i thought he did a damn good job um especially with what he had to work with dustin and philip uh, you know, I'll let you hammer that one home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to start with Ron Roberts there. I'm going to give Ron a B plus. Um, I'm really the New Mexico, the, the, the negatives on his resume is the New Mexico state game. We just yeah. got shoved around by a team. I felt like you shouldn't have got shoved around. You're on like a third and a third and goal from like the 17 and you, you blitz the house and you get beat it's just silly. Uh, so that was disappointing. And, Obviously, the last play of the Iron Ball, somebody's got to own that. I mean, you had fourth and goal from the 31, dude. Um, Yeah, that's just, it is what it is. So, but other than that, I thought I'm really excited for Ron. I'm really excited for the future of Ron Roberts. I cannot wait to see him get guys like Demarcus Reddick, like guys like Caleb Harris in there to run his system, guys like Jamonte Waller, Joe Phillips. Man, just, I, I really can't wait to see what he does with those pieces. Um, Cause just super thin, man. Like we talked about at linebacker, you were super thin. Uh, that's gotta that's gotta impact a guy that wants to do some exotic things like Ron, um, not having the guys that he wants at linebacker and not having a bunch of them. Uh, you saw in the way he used Cam Riley, kind of what he when watching what he did with Cam Riley made me just just drool at what he's gonna do with a guy like mm-hmm. Demarcus Riddick. Um, watching the, the way that they used Eugene Asante boy, DJ Barber's going to fit into that perfect. Uh, so the guys that we've got coming in, going into what I saw Ron Roberts do with the pieces this year, I'm really fired up. So, yeah, I'm going to give Ron Roberts a B-plus because the reason we're going to a bowl game is this defense. This Every every time, Blake, we did a Friday preview show, we were counting on the defense showing up. And, what, nine, ten times they did, which in today's today's college football – pretty pretty damn good. That's all you can yeah. really ask for, right? So, yeah. yeah, super thin defense with not a lot of pieces to work with. Uh Ron Roberts first year in the SEC. Uh all that being considered, man, I'm going to give him a B plus. I think that he did uh, I think that he did a great job. When it comes to Philip Montgomery, I'm just going to give it an F-. Uh <laughs> yeah. I got sorry, bro. As uh it looked so bad. Whatever that was the first Six, seven weeks uh prior to you know, old miss after Ole Miss is when it all changed going into Mississippi State, when Hugh Freeze walked into the office and said, Hey, these things are changing. So I have to kind of look at it and say, if Hugh Freeze would have let this go for an entire season, how would it have looked? Uh it would have looked pretty pretty bad if we would have let Phillip continue to do whatever he was doing. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go F minus, and then I had some some, uh, and it just kind of speaks for itself. And then I had some comments that I kind of wanted to play. Go rolling to my next point here. What about Montgomery? I got some up here. People were asking Blake, uh, kind of what what was the? Uh, well, I guess I didn't star him, but people were asking in the comments, what's the future at OC? And I know somebody has said that they were kind of disappointed. They thought that Hugh could have let go of Phillip this week and then maybe gone and got a guy like Matt Luke, who is now going to Clemson. Here we go. Jonathan Hubbard pops in here and says, Who would you want as OC? I'll start here real quick, Blake, and I'll shoot it to you. Uh, I want a no name. And this is no disrespect to our guy, Caddy, but it could be Caddy. I'm not calling Caddy a no name, but I just want a guy. I want a guy who I know Hugh Freeze is running the offense. I want that kind of situation. Right where where you know like who who is the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams doesn't really matter right because Sean McVay is calling the plays like that's what I that's what I want our situation to be. I have been made you know no apologies for this. I think that Hugh Freeze is a top five to top ten offensive mind, top five to top ten play caller in the country. I think it's the strength of his, and uh, I think it's the second best thing he brings to the table as a coach. Number one is obviously recruiting. But number two, I think that Hugh can dial it up, and I think that when he's in his bag calling plays, man, he's in his bag. So I want Hugh running the offense. I think that when when we went to the up-tempo RPO at Mississippi State, the offense looked significantly better for the remainder of the season, minus whatever the hell happened. Versus Mexico State, but we all know what happened. The whole team's come out and said we were overlooking the overlooking the Mexico State. We were looking to ban All the players have said that. Hugh talked about how bad the practices were that week, so we know what happened there. But for the remainder of the season, since we ran Hugh Freeze's offense, it looked night and day. So who do I want as OC? I kind of wanted to be Caddy, to be real with you, but or, or bring in bring in somebody right that has a specialty. Bring in a guy that is really good at developing quarterbacks. Or bring in, and I'm just throwing a name out here, but bring in a guy like D.C., a guy that's just a hell of a recruiter and can organize the offense and do that kind of thing. But as far as calling the plays and what we're running, I don't care. I want the O.C. to really be Hugh Freeze.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I want Hugh calling the plays. Like you said, that's what he's best at. Um, I feel like that's what he thrives in, and at times, uh, you could tell that that he just wasn't he wasn't calling the plays, and it was a Philip Montgomery offense. And I think when we all noticed that Hugh Freeze did not have his hands in the offense was the Texas A and M game, the first drive especially. Uh, go back and watch that one if if you forget that it was bad, it was yeah. bad, bad, bad. Um, and I think that's where I, I finally was like, hey man. You know, something's got to change. Like, this is a game where our defense literally kept us in it until the last two minutes of the game. We just couldn't score. We just couldn't score. We couldn't. When we did get the ball past the 50, you know, we gave it right back. And uh, it was just unfortunate that uh, we let Ole Miss off the hook because of our offense uh we let george off the hook uh you know if you want to go back and look at the the fourth and one we had third and one fourth and one couldn't pick it up we let george off the hook um like i said a and m we almost lost a cow until hugh took the last drive and said hey we gotta go right here like this is it um it was almost a, a disaster of a season if you really like if you really kind of break it down, it was it was almost uh but it it was it was fun, Dustin. And uh I think Hugh's gonna take this offense over, man. And does he fire Phillip? I don't know because I hear Phillips good on the recruiting trail. I hear Phillips a great QB coach. Uh I I, I hear that he gets along with people and and uh, I, I actually had somebody from a school here in Mobile tell me that uh, high school kids love him, like they love him. So I don't, I don't know if Hugh gets rid of him. Everybody's like, Nah, just, just, you know, is Phillip gonna be here next year? I don't know. I don't, I don't. No. I, I, feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I. It's still kind of, still kind of early, man. Like I don't know yet. Um, let's see after the bowl game. See after yeah. the bowl game.
0: Yeah, I think that right now I'm, – I'm not sure if you're going to see any shakeup before December 20th. I yeah. think that it's going to be – a lot of focus will be on finishing that recruiting class. On that, you know, that might change. I don't have any insight on that specifically, but that's just kind of my feel there. Uh, Blake, this is why I'm interested in, uh, in your opinion here. And I want to reiterate, this is not recruiting. This is not a referendum on the future, none of that kind of stuff. This is just from week one to week 12 – in the games and we can do how things were handled throughout the week or whatever, but just this regular season letter grade for Hugh freeze. Mm.
1: I'll give him, I'll give him a B and the reason I'm going to give him a B is because uh, I know like, like we just talked about um, a lot of people were on him about the offense and I feel like I feel like Hugh didn't have his hands in the offense this year because he was worried about other things off the field with recruiting and um, I feel like there was a, a there was some times where he could have got in the offense a little bit um but I can't be too difficult on him because I really feel like, his main goal this year was it's not going to be the prettiest. It's going to be ugly, but I'm i honestly, I am just not worried about this year. And I feel like that's the mentality he took into it was I want to win games. But when I hear him sit at a table and, and he say, Hey, look, I wish I could snap my fingers and win 10 games for you. But unfortunately that ain't how it works. And, uh, so sometimes I I think, you know, and and it might sound, you know, a, a little immature or whatever, but I sometimes I think he was worried more off the field, what was happening outside of the stadium than he was uh inside inside the white lines. And uh that's the reason I think the offense looked uh, you know, somewhat buns this year. So uh but every other thing man the way he rallied around the kids and uh you know his trust in Ron Roberts and uh, you know uh <laughs> i get the the switching of the quarterbacks and everything and and i know that was a struggle uh but we really we really seen when Hugh took over it was Peyton and and there was a time in the Iron Bowl where i was like hey what are we doing like don't go back to this but for the most part, it was Peyton. Uh, that was another sign to me that, that Hugh had cut it off. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I could see C plus, C. I, I could see that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a B here.
0: Okay. I'm going to go C minus. And uh, I'm going to go C minus because when we talk about we – start we we'll start with a QB rotation. Starting with a QB rotation, uh, yeah, I'm pleased with the way it looked after it stopped. My question would be why did it take – until Mississippi State like it was clearly it was clearly done so it clearly cost you in the Georgia game and then you kind of went you circled back to it in the Iron Bowl and tried to go back to the QB rotation again It ultimately cost you a timeout hmm. so I you still you still kind of brought it up at the worst time uh so yeah the QB rotation thing baffled me um especially for as long as it went on and then when you're 29 point favorites uh, to a group of five team at home and you get beat 31 to 10, you have to own that as the head coach. Mm-hmm. If the, if the team's overlooking the opponent or whatever, you're responsible for that. If that would have happened to Harson, we would absolutely just clapped him all week. So I got to be fair there. Um, now I know this is not, on that point, I know we're trying to stay away from recruiting on this, but you have equity built in the bank when you're here, when you're recruiting the way you are versus what harson was doing. So I do understand that part of it, but I'm just trying to be fair. And then the iron bowl. Yeah. You had fourth and goal from the 31. So like that's a win versus your arch rival that you should have had. Now the flip side of that is did good coaching specifically the way you draw, you drew up the running game versus a, uh, Alabama defense that hadn't been ran on at that point did good coaching by Hugh even get you to that point? You know, you mm-hmm. could argue that as well. Um, but there were just some things, Blake. Uh, penalties, penalties kind of seem to be an issue all year at bad times, uh, especially the pre-snap penalties drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. The uh, the switching out rotations of quarterbacks uh, for as long as you did it and then it kind of manifesting itself again in the iron ball drove me nuts. The, the time you did it versus Georgia on the third and one, when you're moving the ball, it absolutely just kills you. Uh, so yeah, there were some things that really uh, that you're just not a big fan of. My hope is is that Hugh saw post the old Miss game what it needs to be and said, okay, we're gonna have to just run my system and, and let it be that. But even after that, there still were some things that I got to look at and say, okay, man, well that that probably wasn't uh, that wasn't the best. I would like to see there were times Blake where um, now whether this is Hugh or Philip, whatever, but to me it falls back on Hugh. Uh, there were times where I felt like we went away from the hot hand, mm-hmm. like you know Jarquez is getting hot and we don't give him the ball for a little bit. Uh, the Ole Miss game uh, stands out there. Um, the Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl, yeah. So you know, just there's just little things right there. Um, so yeah, as far as just on the field, I'm gonna I'm gonna go C minus, and the results, I I I feel like this team could have been seven and five. And I feel mm-hmm. like I, I feel like coaching maybe maybe kind of got in the way there. So um, now this whole game of like looking at every close loss and saying ah, you now that's that's the SEC and the good teams win the close games. So like I don't want to play that game too much. Um, now positives that Hugh did was I think there's a big shift in the culture. I think that uh, the guys that you'll see enter the portal. Are guys that either don't want to be a part of the, what we got going on, or guys that just aren't going to see playing time, like a, like an Easi Sledge, right? Great mm-hmm. kid, just not going to see, just not going to see time here, unfortunately. And I wish those guys nothing but the best. But I think that uh, I think if you look at the way the team bounced back after the New Mexico State game. And play their ass off in that Iron Bowl. I think if you look at the way that team bounced back after that LSU game, bounced back after that four-game losing streak to find three wins to become bowl eligible, it's uh, it's even harder to do as a head coach now in the NIL era, in the portal era, when you've got people trying to poach your guys midseason. You've got guys worried about, well, I've been here two years, and you're bringing in this guy from the portal now. He makes more money than me. Well, I've grinded. I mean, it's just this whole. This whole thing, right? That these mm-hmm. all these college coaches have to do with deal with. Um, I think you did a great job of keeping keeping it on track this year because a lot of Auburn teams that lost four games in a row would have went off the rails and not made a bowl game. And okay. we went five and seven last year and you went six and six this year. So it's only a one-game improvement, but it is an improvement um with a patchwork team that you are trying to patch up through the transfer portal basically. And then obviously he was able to get in there and get some significant flips. But look at the flips that we got. Look at the guys he flipped: Falk, mm-hmm. Lee, Lou, all guys that contributed immediately. So uh, it's 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 that fine line. But just just looking on the field, I'm gonna go see C-. minus. Um, I think it got a lot. It w- it was trending to be an F. I think it got a lot better <laughs> as as the season went on. Now overall recruiting and everything else, I think Hugh's doing one hell of a job, and I think that these next this next month is why you have Hugh Freeze freezes your head coach because i'm starting to feel like i'm not gonna say he's the best recruiter in the country but tell me somebody that's better he's up there with all of them and this is huge time to shine right here so um I, you know i love what they're doing.
1: college football is one with jimmy jimmy's and joe's not x's and o's all right yeah. uh <laughs> that's an old, that's an old saying from from back in the day. Uh, I, I I think when you start looking at the NFL, uh, that's where you know, that's where it gets X's and O's uh, right. a whole lot more. But college, man, you got to have the dudes.
0: SS Austin says, I give freeze a 6.5. I like that. That's fair. Jonathan with a B. SS Austin gives us a letter grade C plus. Mm-hmm. Brad Browning says a uh, C minus. As mm-hmm. much as I hate to say it, I get the talent gap where they seem unprepared at times. Kind of on the same kind of on the same line as me and Brad. Um, SS Austin saying, mainly C plus because of the QB rotation thing that went on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we all kind of agree that was just. And I think that Hugh would sit you down and tell you, hey, I made a mistake. I should have nipped that in the butt sooner than I did uh let's see james says blake to your point i think if coach Hugh freeze would have been more involved in the offense maybe we would we do win 10 games we let bama george all miss and a off the hook uh i'll disagree with this one james just because i think that um being in those games is like the, the next step right but i don't think that i still don't think we have the talent to uh to beat those teams i think that hugh got us now to the point where we were in the, and like we gave some of these away but I still don't think that uh I still don't think we were good enough to. I don't think this team was ever good enough to win ten games.
1: What A uh, and M?
0: We got smoked at A and M.
1: We never. Yeah. Our only offensive touchdown
0: we, was our only touchdown was on defense.
1: We just couldn't. Nobody, nobody could make a play. And then Peyton overthrowing. uh Who was it? Jay Fair down the yeah, sideline.
0: Fair, fair on the
1: on the sideline. Um, so. Yeah, that was a disastrous day. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can put that one on. I don't know if I can put that one on. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, LSU, we just, I saw a comment earlier saying was LSU trash without Jaden. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think they were. I think they were trash if they didn't have Jaden Daniels. Um but they were a whole hell of a lot better than us that night in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a tough spot for us to go in to Baton Rouge as well. Um, but, you have
0: to have pass rushers, Blake. You have to have pass rushers. And yeah. Jordan Jefferson is going to eat you alive if you don't have them. Yeah, and, we don't and, have them because the last five years we haven't recruited them to the, to the level we need to. We, we,
1: we, we also didn't have anybody that could keep up. Uh, with Jaden, and, uh, you know, I mean, dude's elite. He's going to win the Heisman. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Um, Me, personally, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, Dude put up hella stats and everything, but, um, you know, he's – he did a hell of a job, man. He had a hell of a season, but – for me, um, like, what Pennix did, like, you know, A-plus stuff. But I, I get why people are going, Jade. man, dude was on another level, on another planet. But then you look at the Ole Miss game, man, we just – I don't know. We just didn't get anything going. We had good field position for the most part. Um, we, it, we We caused Jackson Dart not to play his best game. Um, he struggled in, in jordan Hare. um we had an opportunity and and we we let it go and then georgia like had them on the hook uh on the <laughs> on the hook and we let them off and um you know cam riley didn't make a play over there on the sideline he dropped that pick and um the, the like you mentioned the third and fourth and one and then Man, there, there was an, a numerous amount of plays that we could look at in that Georgia game and then the Alabama game. I mean, look, let's be honest. You filled a punt. Um, I guess that's another strike I could throw against you is you didn't even know who was mm. in the game to fill the punt. Like, uh, I think we got to clean some of those things up. Um, you know, I, I just – fourth and 30, fourth and goal from the 31, it still haunts me, man. Like, um, As an Auburn fan, I'm still absolutely gutted about that play. And, you know, I I text Dustin the other day, and I said, dude, if if Alabama wins Saturday in Atlanta, they're going to get into the college football playoff. And in our game day group chat, they said, hey, who gets in? I said, Alabama is getting in the playoff before Florida State does. Like, it's not hard. Like, it's easy to see. I, they do not want Florida State in that playoff. Lo and behold, Alabama wins. Um, my heart went straight to my stomach, Dustin. <laughs> I, I just said, like, this is the most – because they're going to win it. They're going to win the national championship. Yeah. Like it, It's over. Like, number 19 is on the way. Uh, and that's what sucks about it, man, is uh, like we literally had them and we let them off the hook. So, uh <sighs> i just think the future's bright man i think the future's bright and and as we wind down we go, we're going to a bowl game and uh we get to kick little you know little tours you know get to get after him <laughs> and and uh you know i didn't want to say it but um we get to get after him we get to have a little fun man in the music city nashville i'm thinking about going uh, mm. uh, you know i haven't really looked at tickets yet but it's it's that weekend and um uh, I kind of want to go up there, man. I, I didn't go to an Auburn game this year because uh, I flew out to Oregon and everything. So um, I kind of want to go see the boys one last time. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's see. Uh, James pops in and says, fellas, that's what I was referring to. The plays were there to be made, and we just didn't make them. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that for sure. And that's kind of uh, – we just got to build that culture of winning, James. There was uh, one I had to start I want to get to uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Dale ask Dale asks who makes the biggest impact out of the 2024 freshman class and then he also follows up and says that he thinks Bryce Kane is being slept on he thinks all of our young receivers will eat. Uh, look Blake, who do you think makes the biggest impact out of this 2024 class coming in
1: at the receiver position uh, He
0: didn't specify that. But the the answer is at the receiver position.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> we don't know if it's done yet. Yeah. We don't know if it's done yet. Yeah, I don't I, know. Um I don't care. Yeah. If if <laughs> if that did happen, which I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean Cam Coleman, like as bad as Auburn has been at receiver, you gotta look at Cam Coleman and who who is now a five star plus uh, and say why not Cam Coleman? He's gonna start from day one. Like day one, it's it's like him and Perry are both probably gonna start. Like, don't fool yourself. Um, it's just gonna happen, man. That's how good they are, and um, you know, it's gonna be fun. Uh, hopefully, we can figure out the quarterback position. Um, you know, Peyton. I don't know what's going on there. Like, I don't know. Nobody's saying anything out of the portal. Like everybody's saying that Auburn's not getting a QB out of the portal. Uh, are they focusing on more NIL or what, or, you know, um, I don't, I don't know right now. Uh, it's up in lingo. If, if you decides to stick with Peyton, um, I'll trust you. And, uh, hopefully Peyton, Peyton, uh, Continues to get better. I don't know, man. There's a lot of question marks.
0: Yeah, the, the answer to your question is uh, Cam Coleman or Jamonte Waller, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that uh, we need Edge Rushers bad, and either Jamonte or Joe Phillips will step in right away and be able to go, and uh, both of them guys will be able to help out. And then Cam is going to be a day one guy, will be starting immediately. And uh, on the point of Bryce Kane, me and Blake have seen Bryce several times. Bryce is an <laughs> yeah. absolute dog. Yeah, an absolute is. dog, playmaker. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that guys like him and Malcolm Simmons are the guys that are being slept on is very, very encouraging. So, uh, for sure. Before we get out of here, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. What you got, brother?
1: I was just going to ask you one more thing. Um, you, you brought up Waller, um, L.J. McCray. Mm-hmm. You think there's a chance?
0: Oh, yeah, there's definitely. yeah, there's definitely a chance. Um, it's kind of – checked on this one today right it's kind of like everything that you're hearing right now it's just it's you don't want to i'm leaning towards. you i'm I'm leaning i'm leaning towards he's going to be a part of this class
1: not a prediction
0: but as we sit here right now uh i think we i think we get him
1: yeah dude we gotta be i mean we gotta be through the roof man there's so much (laughs) excitement man Let's yeah. go. Uh,
0: yeah, Yo, Malcolm says we got to see nineteen on the slowly helmet. If you're <laughs> talking about Maryland's <laughs> uniforms, dog, let me tell you something. No, he's Eminem. talking
1: about Bama.
0: Oh, yeah. oh yeah, because they stick the championship year on the helmet. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I thought talking about Maryland, uh, Maryland's ridiculous helmets because that's going to be that's going to be fun to stare at for four quarters. <laughs> but yeah. that's gonna
1: be a good game. Somebody be a good game, Auburn, yeah. Maryland. Some be a good
0: game. Yeah. We got a whole lot. Of, we got a whole lot coming out about this Music City Bowl, man. Let's see. Jonathan says KJ Bullman flip. I think, I do too. Now here's the thing about this one. We'll end on this one. Um, I've always said on KJ, you know, a guy that's been close to committing a couple of times, but one time specifically where he's said publicly, "Hey, look, I was about to say yes to Hugh Freeze." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I never. I never really considered us too far out of that one. I always knew this was going to come down to the end, and we would have our day, and we would have we would have our, our final push. Uh, I do worry about Mike Norvell getting the last word because he is a good recruiter himself, and obviously he's been he's sold KJ enough for for that to be where the commitment currently lies. So yeah. Um, but man, obviously, all the momentum, all the energy right now. There's a lot of energy and momentum around Ryan Williams. Blake's asking me about LJ McRae. Listen, dude, it's gonna be these next couple of weeks are gonna be fun. Do we get all of them? No, we're not gonna get all of them. But um, we're still gonna get some of them. And this <laughs> class, this class is gonna end up landing well inside the top ten. It's gonna be better than we even thought. Um, so yeah, listen, guys, ton of, tons and tons of recruiting content coming. Uh, basketball stuff about to get ramped up for our members. I will get that pod pumped out for you guys tomorrow. Hit that like button if you have not, man. Hit that subscribe button if you have not. Blake, I wanted to give a special shout out to all the Bama fans that continue to watch our content <laughs> and continue to give us the algorithm boost, man. Uh big shout out to you guys. I don't have the time or day to go back and watch hours of Bama podcast. So for you guys to find the time of day to support uh, your rival podcast here, we really, yeah. really appreciate you guys, man. It means the world to us. Mike, what's up to you, big dog. Appreciate you greatly. And, uh, war damn Eagle. We'll be back here Friday and we'll let Blake take us home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't give a damn about no Alabama podcast. <laughs> all right. I don't give a dang about nothing. All right. All right. Like, uh, old Willie says the Alabama fam, where he says, I don't give a piss about nothing. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess what? I don't give a piss about nothing but them trees, dog. All right, <laughs> that's it. All right, I don't care about watching no Alabama podcast. See y'all, uh, Friday. Holler at y'all, War Eagle out. What oh, damn.